We can find instant satisfaction in almost anything these days. Sleepy? Instant coffee. Need to sell your car fast? Car sales? Instant offer. That's right. Sell your car the instant way. And get it done with Australia's most trusted site for cars. Well, it's uh, Super Rugby continuing into week 11, uh, but it's the second week away from home for the New Zealand uh, side. They experienced it last weekend, albeit at the very same ground, but uh, this time they go to all parts of Australia and, of course, to Fiji. Uh, the Highlanders uh, have got the tough uh, task of heading to Suva on Saturday afternoon. Uh, a man who's been to all those grounds, uh, all those places calling rugby, of course, is uh, Nisbo. Uh, thanks very much for joining us this morning. Uh, Nisbo, uh, what did you make of last weekend? Uh, I, I think the, uh, I think the consensus was that Australia might have closed the gap a little bit. Yeah, good day, Smithy. Um, I think that's probably true. Yeah, um, and to actually get a victory over a New Zealand team, I guess was was a um, was a bit of a miracle um, because it certainly didn't happen very much last year, did it? But. I just, I just felt watching that it was a little bit flat. I suppose it was because very few people showed up. I think the idea was good. Whether Melbourne was the right venue or not remains to be seen. Um, they might have been better if they could have maybe moved it to, uh, to Brisbane. Um, I suppose it's really, a, a, you've got to look at NRL commitments and whether Suncorp would have been available on the day, I suppose. Um, but, you know, you take on the AFL in a weekend and you're really... Uh, asking for trouble and I think you know you look at the crowd that turned up at the very same ground to watch the Warriors play don't know why they turned up but they did um, and and you know it was almost chocker and it was a bit embarrassing to see the numbers that turned up for the rugby but nevertheless I think the idea was good and maybe they should pursue it. I just also wonder Nisbo whether that's a collective thing um, over if we look at New Zealand crowds etc I, I know from time to time the grounds are set up because the, it always looks better when the cameras are pointing at the, the bulk of the crowd. But sometimes some grounds, Wellington included, have been set up the, that way. Uh, I just wonder, uh, is it a worrying sign on this side of the Tasman too? Yeah, I think if you look back, I mean, when Super Rugby first started, they were pretty much filling the grounds up, weren't they? And uh, and and you look at even a, even a really big game um, when the ground is you know, half full maybe, it is a concern, and I don't know the answers, Smithy. A lot of people saying there's too much rugby and all the rest of it. I always say to those people, particularly if they're sitting at home, you don't have to watch it. It's not compulsory. Um, but, you know, getting people off their bums and uh, getting to the grounds is a bit of an issue. I, I don't know whether it's a pricing issue or whether people don't feel like they're um, being entertained when they get there. I, I really don't know the answer. That's for... Uh, bigger and brighter people to uh, to consider. But, you know, it is a concern to me. Well, it's a concern across the board, Nisbo, as well. And um, I can tell you, I, I learnt, and, and I could not believe this, I had to double-check it um, with a good friend of mine who's a teacher at Napier Boys High. Now, this is the home of Hawke's Bay Rugby, which generally has been a fairly proud province, uh, still holding the Ranfurly Shield, uh, steeped in history around these parts. You know, in Napier... Only Napier Boys High School, Nisbo, only Napier Boys High School has got its own secondary school rugby team these days. Other schools play it, but they haven't got enough players to get a team by themselves. Now that is a worry. I just wonder what it's like at, say, Paniki. 
Yeah, well, look, I'm, I haven't been down there yet uh, this year, Smithy. We're four or five weeks into the season, but I will tomorrow. Um, I, I think they probably run about half a dozen teams. I certainly remember back in the heyday, they probably ran 10 or a dozen teams. Uh, but I think most clubs are finding that, unfortunately. There's just too much else on, isn't it? Too many other attractions for for young people to uh, to pursue these days. And it is a real concern. There's no doubt about that. But I don't think it's just rugby. I think it's pretty much across the board, really. Mm, I think you're probably right, actually. I think cricket numbers, if I uh, take a double check on that, cricket numbers uh, within summer are pretty much the same thing. OK, let's, uh, let's look at perhaps what's uh, coming up this weekend. And for the first time... Australian sides over New Zealand sides and of course the Fijian Drill will have a genuine home advantage because our teams are travelling far and wide beginning tonight at Suncourt with the Reds and the Chiefs. Now the Chiefs got up quite convincingly over the Waratahs but the Reds in Brisbane a different proposition? Yeah they are, there's no doubt about it and um, you know I think I think this is uh, a potential win for an Australian team uh, just as I do for a couple of other teams uh, I think the Reds and the Brumbies have set themselves apart as the two best Australian teams with maybe the Waratahs in third place and then the other two just battling a wee bit. And, of course, both the Reds and the Brumbies have home advantage this week. And I find it intriguing uh, tonight's game. I really do. The Reds at Suncorp are a different proposition to the Reds in Melbourne that uh, the Hurricanes ran into last week. And, uh, of course, the Chiefs without uh, Sam Kane for this match, but they do have terrific depth in their squad there's no doubt about that so this will be a very very intriguing game finally the force can field a side dispo and they will be hosting the blues at nib park in perth uh blues going pretty good uh so far this season and i would imagine uh, the force will be willing but not good enough yeah they've only won two out of eight so they've lost six games uh the force but they're not a bad side um they're not as bad as maybe that uh that that uh, for and against or um win loss record would suggest but yeah the blues once again have got plenty of depth haven't they and it'll be fascinating to see um the the return of akira yuani for sure and uh, also of course bringing caleb clark back and he adds uh, great dimensions when it comes to the attack there's no doubt about that you look at that Blues team, and it does look really, really strong right across the board. It'll be great to see Roger Tuivasa-Shek get another run in the number 12 jersey. I think a lot of people are a little bit undecided, you know, basically because of that. Uh, he made a very good start. Then, of course, he had that injury and uh, an opportunity to be on the run on side against a force team whose defence will probably let them down a few times. So it'll be fascinating to see how he goes. But really, the Blues across the board should be too strong. Yes, I'd imagine RTS, as uh, people like to call him, uh, will have to start making uh, some, I won't say headlines, but some seriously good inroads uh, for him to be considered for those early test matches. We'll wait and see on, on that one. There's both Fiji and Drua against the Highlanders Saturday afternoon. Well, apparently they're lying in wait over there. They haven't been home for seven or eight months, some of them, let alone had any decent rugby there for forever, it seems. Yeah, this will be fascinating. I hope the, I hope the crowds turn up here, Smithy. Um, you know, I've been reading stories about, you know, the cost to get in is, is pretty expensive and a lot of Fijian folk can't afford to go. But I, I hope that, um, you know, the, the, the crowds turn up for this game because anyone who's been to a test match or even a just, um, you know, a super rugby game in Fiji, it's, it's, it's fantastic. The enthusiasm of the locals is brilliant. 
and it's their first sort of home game. We've uh, done Super Rugby matches over there in the past, but they've featured New Zealand teams. This time, of course, it's a genuine Fijian team, and so there'll be a lot of excitement around uh, against a Highlanders team who, as we all know, are battling. Um, one win from their nine matches, and um, it's, uh, so this will be fascinating. And I've been pretty impressed with uh, Drua, quite frankly. I think... Uh, you know, they've probably been a little better than Moana Pacifica has, um, but it's it's all relative. It's a question of who you play against, I suppose. So this will be a real opportunity just to see whether the Fijian team are up to it. And uh, my first impressions are that they are. So this is a, mm. a this will be a tough game for the Highlanders, no doubt about it, and they simply need to win. Yeah, it's one of two games uh, Fijian Drua will have on uh, Fijian soil because... Uh, they will now be playing the Chiefs. It's official they'll be playing the Chiefs in Lotoko as well. So two opportunities at home for them with uh, various trips to and from Australia chucked in between. Waratahs, Crusaders uh, at uh, one of uh, Sydney's favourite rugby league grounds, like Art Oval. Yeah, the All Blacks spent a bit of time training there a couple of years ago, so I sort of trudged off to Leichhardt. It's, uh, it's a terrific sort of inner-city ground uh, in, just in the, in the western part of uh, Sydney. With a with a lot of history, history that's for sure. Um, yeah, this will be another interesting game, and the Waratahs are a lot better than what they were last year. But I don't think the Crusaders are as good as they were last year. I think most people would admit that, and uh, they've looked a bit vulnerable from time to time. Um, they've decided to uh, leave out Ethan Blackadder, uh, Richie Moanga, Braden Enor, and uh, and George Bridge, and so there's going to be a little bit of pressure on um, on the Crusaders to do well in this game. I think they'll probably lift themselves, but um, a potential banana skin. Ooh, okay, Nespo. I know how, uh, if you was going to be a, pana- a banana skin this weekend, I know I know for a fact how you'd dread it to be the Crusaders, correct? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, Smithy, yes. Um, you know, I mean, <laughs> let's be honest about it. They've, they've set the standard, haven't they? And... Uh, and when you set the standard and, and you don't quite reach it, and, I, and I, I think they'd be the first to admit that through the first nine games of the season, they haven't played all that well. They've, they've lost two games, but potentially they could have lost a few more. Uh, I think back to the game against the Highlanders when they couldn't score any points at all in the second half and the Highlanders hammered away and just couldn't get the job done. So, look, um, you know, they, they are a little bit vulnerable. There's no doubt about that. And to leave out a guy like Richie Moong, I think that's a bit cool. Um, I mean, but they, they are full, a team full of stars. There's no doubt about that. Uh, I think they'll get the job done, but I just make the point that I think it is a potential banana skin. OK, talking of whipping boys, um, and it's been Moana Pacifica's uh, label, really. They've been, uh, I think they've had 10 times more trainings or 20 times more trainings than they've actually had playing time because of various uh, issues, of course, COVID, and then other teams getting COVID and the, the treatment that they've got, they've been miserably treated by a number of people. But they do hopefully get some rugby this weekend against uh, the Melbourne Rebels in, uh, in Melbourne at the stadium where all the rugby was last weekend at uh, Amy Stadium. I just wonder if this is an opportunity for them here. Yeah, I think it is. I really do. I think it is. Uh, the Rebels aren't that flash, let's be honest about it. And, um, you know, Moana would be very, very annoyed about the way they were treated last week. I mean, to get to Australia to find that, um, you know, the force couldn't field a team... Um, uh, it, it, it was insulting, to be perfectly honest, and I think they'll be well and truly fired up uh, for this game. Look, 
They've had a few issues this year. The, the biggest issue they've had is uh, their penalty count. They've been conceding. I don't know what the average would be, but you get the feeling that they're probably conceding on average about 15 penalties per game. Look, if they can cut that down to uh, maybe single figures or around about 10, I think they could become a real force in this uh, competition. Uh, they've certainly got the players. And um, I, I, I think as an outsider, I'm sort of looking at the TAB odds for this game. It's got the Rebels $1.37, Wana Pacifica at $2.80. Boy, I'd be happy to take two eighty and a multi somewhere. Yeah, I think I would as well. In fact, I just might. Um, Miss Buff, it's hard to go to Brisbane and win. It's pretty hard to go to Canberra and win as well. And that's what the Hurricanes have ahead of them this weekend against the Brumbies, who have uh, day in, day out, been Australia's best this, this time around. Yeah, I think you're right, absolutely right, Smithy. And uh, boy, did we two two sides of the Hurricanes last week. Awful for about half an hour. Got a couple of tries just before half time, and then totally dominated the second half. I sat there thinking to myself, what's going on here? You know, I mean, where was the motivation in the first half hour or so? Admittedly, they had blokes in the bin and all the rest of it. But, um, uh, you know, there were just two shades of the Hurricanes last week. And you can't afford that against the Brumbies. The Brumbies are clinical. They always have been right from day one. And particularly on their home ground, they're really, really hard to beat. Having said that, you know, the Hurricanes have got match winners, as they generally always have, right across the board. And um, I find this one pretty hard to predict. But I think of the New Zealand teams that are sitting over there in Australia this weekend, the two that um, are really going to be up against it in terms of the venue and the teams they're playing against are the Chiefs at Suncorp tonight and the Hurricanes against the Brumbies on, in Canberra on Sunday. I've got a heading here, coaches under pressure. You would assume uh, with a, a record like uh, one win and eight losses that a, a coach of any team might be under pressure. Do you feel that about Tony Brown? Oh, look, I think they haven't played badly, have they? They just haven't got the results. You know, I can think back to the two games against the Hurricanes, one here in Wellington, the other down in Dunedin, that they were so close against the Crusaders where they dominated the second half but just couldn't get the points on the board. They've been so damn close in a lot of games. When you look at one win, you could almost say, with a little bit of luck, that could have been four wins. And um, he's a very popular character. He's a very good coach. Whether he's quite got the cattle is another thing. At least he gets Aaron Smith back this week. And, uh, look, I don't think he is under a lot of pressure. He's a bit of an icon down south, Smithy. And uh, and I think the players like him. And he just needs to get a few, a, a few good breaks, a little bit of luck, and a few wins. Jason Holland would... Uh... His record is better, um, but uh, Hurricanes people are generally quite hungry, and it's been a, uh, it's been a little while. Yeah, look, um, I, of course, all coaches are under pressure. There's no doubt about that. And uh, you know, Leon McDonald, when he first went to the Blues, was under enormous pressure. Didn't get much in the way of results, but they stuck with him. They gave him some uh, some better players, perhaps. And um, yeah, Jason Holland, always under scrutiny, no doubt about that. But I think he's got another year to run on his contract. And, um, you know, they'll, they'll make the eight. There's no doubt about that. I think that the worrying thing for any team is that uh, the Hurricanes might finish up around about, you know, fifth or sixth, and the team lying mm. third or fourth is going to have to play them in the playoffs. And that could be a team like the Crusaders, which would make, <laughs> which would make the Crusaders pretty damn nervous, I would think. I would imagine so. Uh, and this by just finally, All Blacks home test schedule has been 
confirmed three tests against uh, Ireland, two against Argentina, and just the one this time around uh, against Australia. So uh, pretty busy at home. Then of course uh, those uh, those matches are away. Uh, looking forward to this, and it's been it seems like forever. There's been so much talked about in male and female rugby that uh, where have the All Blacks been? I, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. And they're all meaningful test matches too, so I think we sometimes have a few softies. But, you know, three tests against Ireland who put us away at the end of last year. And as, as long as Ireland bring their really best team, and I'm sure that they'll be close to it, uh, this will be a real test for us, no doubt about that. It's probably disappointing the Springboks aren't coming here, but we are going there to play a couple of test matches. Of course, they've cut the Bledisloe Cup down to two test matches this year. And don't forget the Pumas, uh, even though they've probably been inactive for quite some time, were able to beat us in Sydney a couple of years ago. So all meaningful test matches, which is exactly what we need in the build-up to the World Cup next year. Serious couch time this weekend then, Nisbo? Serious couch time and a bit of time on the sideline watching a bit of club rugby, Smithy. Good on you, mate. Uh, I uh, look forward to hearing you, uh, a bit of feedback about club rugby numbers in Wellington because it's a majorly concerning thing. Nisbo, uh, thank you so much for your time this morning and uh, have, have a great breather and you'll be back in action, I'm sure, next weekend. So Good on you, Smithy. Cheers, mate. Cheers, man. Cheers, mate. Uh, Grant Nisbet there. Uh, just go to Grant Nisbet if you want to find out about what's going on uh, across the board in rugby with uh, some very serious and learned views there. And, yes, club rugby. Uh, and that is an issue. I've already got texts in here, folks. Already got texts coming in about playing numbers. Uh, I, I, I could not believe it when this bloke told me Napier Boys High School have got the only first 15, the only playing teams, um, full 15s, that is, in Napier. Hawks Bay hold the Ranfurly Shield. It's supposed to be a, one of the strong points of provincial rugby in the country. What is going on there? What are your stories about college rugby, junior rugby, uh, Premier Rugby, we've got texts coming in. Man, I, I had no idea. I suspected it. I had no idea. It's 9.25 here on SENZ. Sorry about the noise. My neighbour's sanding his deck. My motto? Don't work on your deck. Play on it. Life's good with a Trex deck. Low maintenance with a 25-year residential warranty. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.